Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. This series is really, um, I don't know, it's life-changing. This morning was pretty weighty in here. Mm. So just get ready to receive. Um, some of you, this message might, might, might um, help you grow if you really take it and run with it. Because it is, a, it is a position of understanding the kingdom principles. They are true. You cannot look at the earth. You cannot look at the church. And there's no way you're going to look at society to tell me whether this, these principles are at work. So now you've got to take them. You've got to rightly divide them. You've got to understand them. And then you have, to, you have to appropriate them in your life. I want you to understand something here. What I tell you today, you're probably not going to hear in church a lot. Because it's very um, maturing. And it might even get to the point where it's, it's allowing you to grow in an area that nobody really wants to grow. What I explained in it is, so we don't, let me tell you, the earth is anti-Christ. So everything you and I believe, the earth really pushes against. It's anti-God. And because it's anti-Christ, we live in a society that's anti-Christ. Is that okay? So when I give you these truths, you can't look at the church and go, well, the church didn't. No, 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 no. You got to look at Jesus. So go to Romans 13, 1, uh, let, let's start getting this ball rolling. And the only reason why I'm doing this, you know why, is because I want you to grow spiritually. Is that okay? Spiritual growth produces maturity, and maturity produces everything you need in Christianity. You have to be mature. If you are not mature, what will happen is this. You'll, you'll miss the timelines of God's blessing sometimes because you're not fully developed in what you should be developed in. So it's my job as the pastor of the church to develop you in areas you might not want to be developed in. Okay? That's a good coach. I got to get you prepared for your moment. Okay? So I'm coaching you to the moment. Is that all right? And when I do this, this is very, um, this series was very telling to me that this is a mature moment, which means, and everybody look at me, just give me your energy for a minute. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm talking about your next level ministry and your next level destiny. God is not going to have me talking about this stuff if we were not going to a level of full maturity. I'm smart enough to know this. This is not for everyone in the room, but the people that hear me in their ear and open up their heart to what I'm saying, your ministry your whatever it is, your next season, some of you, it was funny. I know people, and, I, and, I, and this is not for the people visiting. There's people making moves, leaving where they were, getting here. Something's going on, and it's about this thing. And I don't say that lightly or, or, or manipulatively anyway, because if you're visiting, that's fine. But I started noticing this. It's really re- reawakening. Like, because now it's about getting your place, mature and grow, and let's go build the kingdom, man. This thing's way bigger, and your gift is important. And some of you took your gift, threw it on the back burner, and I'm going to tell you what. Let me explain something to you. Your gift, I'm going to talk about this here, because your gift is what God gave you. Okay? He gave gifts in the men. Don't try to take gifts God didn't give you, but let me tell you right here now. You got gifts, and you might not like it, but you better get them things covered, and it's time for this thing to come into effect. You better stop jerking around and playing. Let me help you, Pastor Chris 101. Stop jerking around with the stuff God gave you and get serious about it. And put it on the first priority and everything else goes on the back priority. Because some of you, you're too busy with, well, kids, this, life. Let me tell you, God, God gave you those kids. You understand me? You don't let them things get in front of God. 
I love them jokers. I ain't letting these jokers get ahead of God. You know what I'm saying? Got to be like, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to serve the Lord. You know what I mean? And then they're like, hey, we're not prioritizing nothing but God. That's the best thing I can give them. What can I leave them? Leave them, leave them a heritage in God. See what I'm saying? So there's some stuff. We make excuses. Well, yeah, you know my church. But some of you, you should have qualified where you went to church before you went. That's your fault. I love you, but that's true. It's like we look at the church. And let me tell you why people get, let me tell you, I don't have nobody. In the morning, I had a couple of these. I knew I had them. No, I knew I could feel it. I'm, I'm, I, you know what? I'm not real good at a lot of stuff, but just leave me in here. Just leave me. Let me do my thing here. I know when I got them in the building, it's really weird. But I, in the morning, I had a few. Well, you know the church. Stop. stop. You know why people talk about the church like at the level where they say, well, leadership, because they don't want to really submit themselves. So they blame the church for what the church didn't do in seasons before, and they go, well, you know, I was under jerked up leader. Yeah, no, duh. Qualify the people you're going to follow, but if you're questioning this, pack your stuff and it's time to go, bro. I love you, but if you're going to question what I'm telling you, you're in the wrong place. You don't trust me, then you're in the wrong spot. I love you. There ain't nobody going to talk to you like this. You're trying to keep them. I'm not trying to get rid of you. I love you, but we better solidify right here and now. You trust me what I'm telling you and trust the word of God because I'm not giving you my opinion. But I'm going to let you in on a secret. We need you now. Did you get this? We don't need you next week. We need you, everybody say now, in your gift, in your place. You got something to give. You got something I don't have. You know what I'm saying? And I need you in place. So it's for time is this. But this is what happens. And sometimes, you know, we get all, and people, we know the church. No, no, what they're really saying is this. I want to blame the church for my lack of commitment to God. Just get rid of that. We're in a place where Jesus said this, you be like me, I'm holy. You be holy. Man, you know what that means, Joe? That means you're not my standard to live by, and I'm not your standard to live by. Jesus is. That means I don't look at Paul and go, let me be like Paul. He's a good man. He's a great man. But guess what? He ain't Jesus. He don't look at me and go, well, let me be like PC. I got some good qualities, but guess what? He didn't say be like Pastor Chris. He said be like me. I'm holy. So now here's your measuring stick. Everybody in this room need to be like Jesus. Everybody need to be like Jesus. And guess what? Jesus said, you be like me. I'm holy. You be holy. Not like the preacher. Not like the guy in the row. Not like the 19 people. Not the 26 deacons and elders you knew. He didn't say be like, well, I'm not going because the deacons are messed up. You better, hey, you better pay attention here. I'm not going because Sister Mary over there is crazy. No, duh. I'm not going because the pastor's a little. No, I don't care. Jesus said, you be like me. I'm holy. You be holy. He said, well, I'm not down with organized religion. I'm just not down with it. A bunch of hypocrites. You're a hypocrite. All these people are hypocrites. They're hypocrites. Well, well, explain to me what that means. A bunch of people not living what they say. You ain't living what you say. So stop. Measuring stick is Christ. Bottom line, you're going to go to heaven. They're going to put Jesus on display and go, you like him? <laughs> Whoa, I'm going to fall on the ground, drop the crown, whatever we get. I don't know. They say you're going to get a crown. I believe it. You know, I'm just telling you, like, they say you get a crown, you put it on your head. Bro, I'm going to take that thing off my head, put it on the ground, say, you the man, bro. <laughs> if we get to do what we want to do, we go to heaven. Whoa, I'm going to go there. I'm gonna, it's going to be fun when I show up. Like, Yes. Yes, I knew it was real. 
I knew it. I told him, jokers. Some of you are going to be there before me. I'm going to be like, I told you. Told you. Told you. Where you where's your house? Let me see it. Where's it at? Jeez, give me the DVD. I knew them jokers were talking about me. Let me see the DVD. Some of you are going to be in the, oh, not in a good neighborhood. Some of you are going to be in a not good neighborhood in heaven. And I'm going to tell you why. You're probably talking about me. I'm going to say, hey, I'll tell you something. You know, if you've got a better house than me, trust me, I'm visiting. Straight up. Dude, we don't just go over to heaven and you forget me. You know, don't give me the list. I was watching Joyce Myers on TV. She was really feeding me. It wasn't you. I don't want to hear none of that. I want to hear none of this. I was watching Pass the Dollar. My mom wants to pass it all the time. I can hear him in the background when I call it. I want to hear this pass the dollar business. You go see if he'll let you in his mansion. You all better be quiet. You know he ain't going to let none of those people in that mansion. You know what I'm saying? Don't pretend you don't know me. You get to heaven. You're all cool. Like, I'm getting in. I'm taking some of your stuff, too, when I get there. And it better be coffee. I don't even know if we want coffee, but I'm going to drink coffee with Jesus. That's going to be cool. Okay, yeah, praise God. All right, let's get in the word. All right. You're going to need to laugh a little bit because when I'm done with you today, some of you are going to be crying. Romans, Romans 13, 12. Don't get mad at me. You don't punch the UPS guy. Don't you come near me when I'm done with this. I'm just a delivery boy dropping off a package. Do your own stuff. Mind your own. Leave me alone. I love you. God bless you. Yay. You know, I tried to be Joel Osteen. It didn't work, all right? I can't get curly hair and I can't pull it off. Praise the Lord. Let every soul be subject. Joel's great. Let every soul be subject into the higher powers for there is no power but a God. Now stay right there. Just go back. Let every soul be what? That's ever say everybody. Woo! Be subject to who? What's a higher power? Now I am more than God, for there is no power but of God. Let me explain. If he was saying higher power, we would have stopped. He said higher powers. That means there's other people in power that have been put over you for a reason. Keep you safe. Keep you from rebelling and going crazy. For there is no power. Now, he said those higher powers came from who? God. Ain't this great. This is getting better by the man. What if they're demonic? Eh, guess what? Sometimes it's demonic. You say, God left demonic people. And, yeah, look at your boss. Some of you got that. Now, go chill out. Not, no, you, you know what I'm saying by that? Meaning like this. You got some crazy lunatic over you at the office. They don't believe God, care about God, and they tell, and you got to submit yourself to this nonsense. We get this sometimes in government and in stuff in life, and we just gotta, you got to roll with it. You got to act and posture yourself right. It's important. God, well, how are you going to walk in love and all this other stuff? All right, whatever. We'll get into it. But there is no power but of God. So it's every power that be came from God. Ooh, look at this. Keep going. The powers that be are of God and ordained by God. So every power was put there by God. That's why I was like, you know, you got to be careful some of the stuff you talk about. My boss, he's a jerk. He might be a jerk, just don't tell nobody. I'm going to help you. See, this is grow-up stuff. Well, I'm going to say what I want to say. Well, sometimes we don't need to say it. Look at verse 2, here we go. Come on, whosoever therefore resists the power, oh my God, resists the ordinances of God, and they shall receive of themselves damnation. That means what? You keep pushing against, Paul did it. Remember he said, it's hard to kick against me, man. On the road to Damascus, he said, it's hard to kick against me. He was saying, it's hard for you to press against my authority and think you're going to come out on top. You won't. You received wrong. So what's that mean? 
authority was given to keep you safe. But authority was, now listen, people say, authority's there to control you. No, it's not. It's there to keep you safe. If it's controlling you, you've submitted yourself to wrong kind of authority. You can't make people serve you. That's the problem is, man. And, and I know sometimes the church gets weird like, I don't, you got to demand. Let me tell you, the God at DC needs to demand doesn't know nothing. People you demand to do something, they don't listen to you. All you're looking for is listeners, willing listeners. You know what I'm saying? So you guys understand how this works, but works like this, right? Look at verse 3. And then they, they, it says this. It says, you shall receive evil, for rulers are not a terror of good works. Right? So if you're doing good, your, your, your boss ain't a problem. But if you're doing something wrong, well, you better be afraid. You better get it right. Keep going. Watch this. But, but to evil works. He says, if you're, if you're out of position in power, you're robbing from work, you better cut that out. Do that which is good, and now shall I have praise of the same. See that? You know, I was kidding. I'm, you know, they, well, sometimes I tell stuff I don't like telling. But the kids, I was telling the kids, you know, I said, look, you know, I said, if you punch a clock and you start jerking around, you rob them from the company. You know, we were doing some stuff. I said, man, if you're doing something, you know, I said, if you, if you go to work, because the little one wants to go to work, the other one. And he, I said, if you do this, you punch a clock. And you start jacking around on your phone, Instagramming, playing around all day long, goofing around here and there. I said, you rob them from the job. You know what I'm saying? It's true. You think about it. You're supposed to be, if you tell them you're going to work an hourly, salary, or a salary job, you say you're going to do it. Now, listen, some of you got a flexible schedule, but if you're supposed to be doing something you're supposed to be doing and don't do it, you're robbing. You need to go in there and do what you said you're going to do. Put the, everybody's all crazy with these things. Look at it like 1,200 times a day. Put the thing away. Go do what you say you're going to do. Be the best employee. All right, I'm not being hard on you. I'm just trying to tell you how it rolls, though. You should be. You the church. Okay? I'm not going to meddle along. I'm just trying to get you to understand this. He said authority came. You go to school, you know what I tell my kids? The teacher. You respect the teacher. I don't care if the teacher's whack. The teacher's wacky about something. We'll talk about it. But guess what? You, we lost a generation of honor. And nobody, nobody respects anybody. Now we're getting to the point where we don't even respect civil authority sometimes. And I understand, man, there's stuff out there. But guess what? Thank God for these guys protecting us. Thank God for some stuff. Thank, the other day I went somewhere as a fireman yesterday. Thank you for your service. I don't know how to put out a fire, you. I don't know nothing about it. You know? I could start one. Yeah, that's true. I probably, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But you know what I mean? You, you understand what I'm saying? Thank God for you. You know what I mean? Thank God for the military. I don't agree with everything going on. Thank God for the police. Thank God for everybody. You protecting me? Praise be to God. Glory to God. Thank God. Listen, am I sitting here like a goofball with my head in the sand? I don't know there's stuff out there. I know it, but that doesn't take away from the position of understanding that I submit certain areas of my life because I want the blessing of God on my life. But guess what? God put everything in order the way God wanted to put it in order. You understand what I'm saying? So sometimes I got to be careful. God, Jesus, you know what Jesus said? Pray. I know everybody say, but yet you're cop out. That ain't a cop out. That's a biblical principle. Pray for them over you in authority. Everybody want to go to Twitter. Have these people on Twitter, I said, you know, you should shut up and tell me how many hours you prayed before you started tweeting, bro. That's Bible. They don't like that. I don't like them. They don't have to like me. I didn't come here and run a popularity poll. I'm not a politician. I'm a preacher. Dad, I don't understand that. I don't care what you understand. That's the Bible says. Pray for them that are in what? Pray for Israel. Pray for them that are in authority over you. Pray for everything. 
That's what God said. I'm going to heaven, man. When I walk in the gate, I'm going to say, I did what you told me to do. And if that place is jacked up, ain't my responsibility. I prayed and used dominion and did everything I possibly could do. Tell me what else I need to do. Give me wisdom. We ain't even finishing the first principle, and then we understand why we ain't walking in the power we need to walk in. And the church should have fire in its mouth and power in the earth. But they ain't no scared. They ain't scared of the man of God. They ain't scared of the woman of God. They should be. The government should freak out when you show up. Thus says the Lord. The White House should stand still. I'm telling you right here now, it's going to be a day and an age you're going to see the power of God come back like it did in the day. These guys are going to be, you can't argue with it. I'm telling you, listen to me. But let me tell you, as the church, but guess what? I don't like it. I don't like none of it. I don't like any. I've been around the world. And that's another thing, too. Half these people need to shut it. You go halfway around the world yet? I've been halfway around the world. I've been in India. I've seen poverty like you've never seen poverty before. I seen some Will was with me. That's why I said, come on. We've never seen poverty like that a day in our life. Never seen poverty like that a day in our life. It was, I was amazed. I was overwhelmed by poverty. People all over the world suffering, and we, we, we got responsibility to do. We need to preach the word of God, and we need to help people do humanitarian stuff all around the world. We went everywhere, man. I went, I went to the Congo. I was in Africa. I was in the, the, the Republic of Congo. You can't even go there. I mean, half the time the place is war-torn for crying out loud. You can't get in. When we went in, they said, you might not get out. I said, well, God told me to go. I went in there. Man, I seen people that love God and wanted to change the world, but because of injustice. It was injustice. It was wrong. Diamonds in the ground. All this other stuff. People want money. It's corrupt. Corrupt. And people suffering because of it. And the church sitting there like we asleep. But we, because you know what? We compromise. We compromise Christianity. Then we wonder why. We got to have power in the earth where the earth is following the church, not the church following the earth. Well, how are we going to do it? I know. You can, I'm going to tell you what. You know what I said? I said this in the morning. I never said a day in my life. Everybody wants to be a king, but then you got to die like one first. Everybody, I want to be a king. Die like one first. Die like a king. And then you get a power of a king. Nobody want to talk about the dying part. Everybody want to talk about the resurrecting king part, crown on your head. Let's talk about the cross on your back. But I'll tell you what, you start dying and you start submitting, you don't have power you've never seen before. Your words will carry. We don't talk like this in church. They got weight. When you talk, something's different. They just ain't words. There's something in them that people feel. They go, that ain't just human words. There's weight, there's presence in your, there's presence in your words. That when you speak, spirit leaves your body. And when you speak it, people feel it. Like something's in that voice. That's not normal. That's you. Who in the world do you think you are? You better figure out who you are, because you're a lot more than you think you are. You better believe this thing. The better you get, the higher you go. I'm telling you. Amen? But here's one problem. Write this down. Number one thing you got to remember is this. You've been made to reign. Romans 5, 17. We're going to look at some stuff today. You've been made to reign. Amen? Romans 5, 17. You've been made to reign. Made to reign. Made to reign. You're going to reign. Like, not like R-A-I-N. R-E-I-G-N. I didn't do that. She didn't have it like that. But you know, you're going to reign like, blame it on the rain. This ain't no Millie Vanilli thing. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You don't even know who Millie Vanilli is. For if, who knows who they are? Raise your hand. You remember that? Yeah. You don't even know who that is, do you? No. 
Now I've figured it out. Right, for, by one man's offense, death ain't. Come on, have a little fun. You don't remember that stuff? Come on, you guys smile. Say, Pastor Chris, you gonna, you going to get us? I'm not going to get you. The word of God is going to help you. For if by one man's what? Offense, death reigned by one. Much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. What's that mean? You know what that means? You're going to reign. Everybody say, reign as a king. Weymouth's translation says, reign like a king. Write that down. You're supposed to reign like a king. What you mean, reign like a king? Means you got, you got, you're gonna, you're gonna be. What's a king do? A king is over a kingdom. Come on, somebody. And the kingdom is God's rule and reign of doing things. Amen. So the kingdom of heaven is established at the church and the earth. Seek first the kingdom, and all these things shall be added near. The kingdom of heaven has come. Where's the kingdom of heaven? Well, we understand the kingdom of heaven is in heaven, but it's also in the earth. What is the kingdom of heaven? The kingdom in God and the kingdom of heaven are the same. Okay? They're, they're the same. They're, it's, what is the kingdom of God? It is God's rule and reign in the earth. Got that? It's God's rule and reign in the earth. It's God's way of doing life. It's God's rule, his authority, his power, his situation. So he said, I have established my kingdom. Remember when Jesus was here? They said, is today your day you're going to establish your kingdom? They're like, not yet. It's not in any man's knowledge to know the day and the hour. But when it happens, you'll know, right? So they got excited. What do you mean the kingdom? God's way to rule and reign. So he put his kingdom in the earth. When Jesus finished on the cross, the kingdom of God was established in the earth. You got it? Well, there's a kingdom. It's a kingdom you can't see with the natural eye. You got to see with the spiritual eye. He told the spies, he said, there's a land flowing with milk and honey. The kingdom of heaven is ready for you today. So guess what? If there's a kingdom, guess what he needs? He needs kings. Okay? You're a royal priesthood. See, all this stuff makes sense now. What do you mean I'm a royal priesthood? I'm a king. You're a king. Somebody said, I'm a lady. you queen. You're a king. You're a ruler and a reigner. What do I rule and reign over? The kingdom of heaven. Where's the kingdom of heaven? In the earth. What's the kingdom of darkness? The earth trying to push against the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of darkness is trying to say, you don't get no jurisdiction in here in the earth. The kingdom of heaven says, guess what? My, what Jesus say? What did Jesus say? Heaven and earth will pass away. My words are going to last forever. I've already established my kingdom on the earth forever. This kingdom has already been established. What is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven? It is the way God moves and operates his realm of being. Does that make sense? It's, what would you do if you lived in the kingdom? Guess what you live in? You live in the realm what the king said. You kids are the king. Are you pulling this in? You've been made a king. What did he say here? He said, if you receive the gift and the righteousness shall reign in life like a king. Wayman's translation says like a king. What do you mean like a king? You're a king. You understand that? You got a, well, what's a king, king over? You know, you ever watch those stupid movies or something like that? You know, goofy TV, you know, whatever. I'm the king. You ever watch that? You know, they always want to give somebody away. Like, I'm the king from so-and-so. We just watched one the other day. It was funny. Uh, we watched Aladdin or whatever that was. Don't write me a letter about it. I don't know nothing about all that stuff. Now, I don't think Disney's the devil, but if you do, whatever. All right. Come on. 
So I watched Aladdin, right? I watched it with the kids. I told Gigi we were going to watch it, right? I said, I'll just watch it. I watched it. They're singing in there thing. I didn't know it was a setup. It was singing in there. But I watched it. It was cool. It was a good movie, right? You watch it, right? And the guy showed up with the parade. He said, I'm, I'm the king from, you know, Port Orange. <laughs> you know? And this dude from Port Orange had like a little, little, little processional, well, you're the king over Port Orange. And you got a little, little spot. Well, you're the king over Volusia County, you got a little bit more territory. If you're the king over Florida, you got a little bit more space. If you're the king over the southeast, you got, you, you getting this? Well, who in the world is the king over the kingdom? Whoa, 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 Which, whoa, 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 you are seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Joint heirs with Christ. An heir has been left. An heir. Joint. He left you the kingdom. Man, he said, I went in the earth and established my kingdom. I went up and gave gifts down. I dropped you the keys of authority to rule my kingdom. I'm being ready to punch the devil. I'm going to slap the devil upside the head so hard today he's going to cry all afternoon. He gave you the power and the authority of his name to operate his kingdom, which has already been established in the earth because of what he did on his cross. And he gave you the power to rule his Kingdom and his name and his authority. Now watch this. Then why ain't we moving nothing? Now here's the greatest thing of all. You want power, then you better figure out submission. Because you ain't getting no power or no submission. You ain't safe yet, some of you. Because some of you haven't figured out to follow biblical instruction, why in the world would God give you more instruction? I told him in the morning, I was meddling. I thought I'd get in trouble for it. I might. God will not give you. Now, you better pay attention here. Because people that don't hear, this is going to go over your head. But I drop, I drop weight on you guys that I know sometimes I'm going to be responsible for later, but I don't really care. So somebody better get it. Because if I get in trouble for it and you don't get it, you're in trouble. Because sometimes if I pull you out too far, you got to understand this stuff. This is a slippery slope sometimes for you guys. Because if you don't hear me right, you better get it. Because then I get in trouble. God will never give you more instruction if you cannot follow the simple instruction he gave you in that word. These people, people, stop listening to crazy people and listen to me, please. The Lord talks to these people every eight minutes. These people are nuts. God, so many people think they're on telecommunicator with God. Well, the Lord told me this. Lord told me that. Lord told me this. Lord told me that. Lord told me this. Lord told me that. Lord told me that. Lord told me. Give me a break. God gave you His written word. If you don't follow any instruction of the written word, He ain't gonna speak much. There's no reason to. You don't follow instruction. God doesn't waste instruction. On people that don't hear. Want to know why? 
you're accountable for what he says to you. Did you get what I just said? You're accountable for what he speaks to you. And if he, if he can't see you follow simple instruction, why would he give you more? Knowing that the minute he says it, you're accountable to fulfill it. You don't do that to a kid. It's irresponsible of the recipient given the knowledge. You almost leave them for a minute. Because if I give you too much to handle right now, it's not going to be good for you. So I don't leave you in a place where you cannot succeed. I leave you in a place where you can. So God's waiting for you to follow. Can I understand something here? That doesn't mean the word of God, you can't read it. That doesn't mean you can't get instruction. But why would God give you more instruction if you can't follow the simple instruction he gave you? You see it? But here's the problem I asked the church. Are we open for God examining our heart or are we just happy where we are? Are we to a place where we go, God, hey, ask me. Because here's the thing. The only way to get great power, kingdom authority, is great submission. The greater the submission, the greater the power. Because the more power, the greater you have to be submitted. Otherwise, you're dangerous. So everybody thinks by surrendering their life, they're losing their life. The minute you surrender your life, you gain your life. Now, the greatest question to you, you got to ask yourself is, where do I submit it? That's your journey. Because who can I trust with my destiny? Jesus said in John, unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it does, it will bear much fruit. Your life doesn't start producing fruit until you bury it. But the minute you bury it, it will start producing fruit you cannot develop on your own. You see it? Because everybody wants to be, I want to have power. We have great submission. I don't like it. No one likes it. No one, listen to me, guys, I love you. Nobody likes the process because the process is painful. But you create great things in pain. I'm going to say something you're not going to like it, but when you go home and meditate on it, you're going to say you're right. I've created more of, I've created more in pain than I've created in any season of my life. Jesus said it like this. He learned obedience through the things he suffered. It wasn't like he was struggling with sin but for the reason and the sake of not sinning, he gained obedience. Does that make sense? Not that he was tempted by it, but he surrendered his life before the temptation could ever be developed. He was committed and submitted to God. Remember that Colossian scripture? Can you pop that up there? The Colossian scripture makes sense. Does it make sense? Your life, the minute you start following instructions, something happens in your life that doesn't happen to a normal person. But nobody, this is the thing, you got to qualify this. This is why I always tell you guys this. Well, who, who, here, number one, here's the biggest question. Who loves you enough to tell you the truth? Because that ain't easy. Who loves you enough to, t- see, your mama tell you what you need to hear sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You, most, most moms, you know what I mean. You, but who's going to tell you about the, who's going to tell you about the stuff you don't want to hear? That's the person. That's the person. That's the person helping your life. You know what I'm saying? Because something changes when, now this is not about correction. This is about submission. Submission leads to another level of success. Correction comes in when you get rebellious. Don't get rebellious. We're going to talk about it in a minute. Did you find that Colossians 1? I think I gave it to you before. If not, I, I know where it is. You know where it is? I think it's Colossians chapter 3, I think I used. Let me find out. It might have been there. It was Colossians, um, I think I used, um, because here's the key with reigning in life. Oh, I got another one for you too. Um, 
Can you go to Psalms 103, 19 after I give you the Colossians one? Just, just hang on that one. Psalms 103. Amen. Because I want to tell you what, one of, the, one of the biggest things of all is this. It's, uh, I'm sorry, I gave you Philippians 2, 5. That was my bad. 2, 5 through 11. That was me. That was my fault. And then we go there. But here's what I want to get you. So we're going to read the word of God. Everybody say, cool. All right, you ready? Here we go. We get this. Now I want you to say, let this mind be in you. You see it? Because I give you enough scripture in here, you know what I mean? Let this mind be in you, which was also in who? Christ Jesus. So Jesus had the same mind. So what's that mean? Have the same mindset. Have the same mentality. Who what? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Go. Who being in the form of God, thought it not what? Robbery to be equal with God. So now he what? He elevated his equality to God, being made in the likeness in the image of God. So he said, I am like God. I'm cool with that. Guess what? You've been made in. You've been made in the likeness in the image of God. Genesis chapter 1. And he made them in his likeness, where you look like God. You see right there? Though not robbery to be equal with God. And what? Go. Consider this. Watch this one. But me and himself of no reputation. Consider that. He, had, he was like God. He was God. But he what? Took no reputation upon himself and took upon him the form of a servant. Man, oh man alive. And was made in the likeness of men. Stop right there. Go back up. Let them see the first part of that. It's going to help you. I know you got it. But, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. So he laid it down. He didn't elevate. He, he submitted and then let God elevate. That's the problem. Everybody wants a position, but you can't force it. You got to develop it. Is that okay? And it's developed in, in, in what? Submission. Submitting to authority is key. And when we get in the house business as we go on with this, I'm going to tell you now, you single, you better, you better stay single until you figure this thing out. Because I'm not playing with you, man. I, I'm telling you, man, at church. Well, you know, I didn't say abuse. I'm not in that nonsense. I'll smack you in the head. You guys act like a clown. I'll punch you in the head and repent about it and God will forgive me. I ain't got no problem neither. I'm serious. You better not act like that around here. You know, if you're in the Bible and any of that stuff, you come see me. You know what I mean? So I got security. These guys are bored. They need to do something. I'll, I'll repent for everybody. Mike, I seen you kicking that bag the other day. You're a bad man, bro. I need to say, I need to say something. I seen it a little bit. Yeah, he went and took me. We did. Yeah, I can't tell you who all these guys are, but they're, some of these guys are pretty cool. We use you as a, we use you as a kicking dummy. So if you get weird, we're going to kick you. Did the pastor just say that from the pulpit? Yeah, twice. I'm not taking it back, neither. And after we're done kicking you, that's when I'm going to hit you. When you're really worn out. We're going to show you Jesus one way or the other. But hey, guess what? Here's the problem. I'm dangerous. I know how to repent. Well, praise God. Welcome to Relevant. First time visitors, it's like this every week. So hey, you know what? Maybe we're not the place for you, but we're the place for somebody. Hey, hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is he serious? Yeah. Yeah, he is. We've been to this rodeo once or twice. Sean will tell you all about asking one day when passing. Hallelujah. But, but I'm not, I don't take that lightly, though. I don't play with that. I take, care, I take care of my people. You never get in a spot where you think you're alone. You're never alone here. We're with you in this thing. I'm with you when you're ugly. I'm with you when you're good. I expect you to be with me, so I'm with you. You understand what I just said? So you got problems, we got problems, but we can fix them. But don't you ever get in a spot where you don't feel like there's no way out. There's always a way out. 
And you don't live in that, you don't live under that pressure and nothing like feel like you're all alone. You're not alone. Understand me? Nobody's alone. And yeah, I'm a little bit New Jersey, so get over it. Hallelujah. Amen. But made himself of no reputation. God picked me, so get over it. Amen. And I'm not having my Yankees lost. So all you people that write the Red Sox, shut it. But him made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a, he's God. If he took upon him the form of a servant, how much should me and you? I, I'm not serving. No, I am. You ain't God, I'll tell you that right now. See what I'm saying? Take it upon him the form of a servant. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Keep going. Come on, give me like 10 minutes. Go. What? What, you know what it says on that side? Made in the likeness of man. He's God. He became like me and you. He left deity and put on humanity. So we can leave humanity and put on deity. Mm. So I don't want to submit. I'm looking to submit. Because I want to put on deity, royalty. Woo! Come on, man. Now watch. What do you do? Now, what do you, watch, write this down. The first place you submit is to the word of God. Submit yourself to the word of God. Get all in. Look at verse 8. Get all in, submit to the word of God. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death. Look at that up there. Woo! Look at that up there. He became obedient to what? Death. You see it? So he humbled himself and became obedient to death. How many you know dying ain't easy? Dying ain't easy. You know what I'm saying? Surrendering. Now, this ain't easy. This means I don't get to say. Dead people, man, don't get to say what they want to say. Dead people don't get to do what they want to do. Dead people don't get to think what they want to think. Dead people don't get to do half the stuff they want to do because they understand this, that I was bought with a price. He paid the rent. Man, Jesus went on the cross and said, I'm exchanging me for them, and he bought us. You, you better get this. The only way you in the kingdom is somebody paid your ticket, bro. Are you with me? You, do you guys understand what I'm saying? You didn't get yourself saved. You didn't, you didn't get in here in good works. Jesus came and said, hey, how much does how much she cost? How much does he cost? How much does he cost? How much you cost? How much does she cost? How much does he cost? How much does you cost? How much do you cost? How much? Me. Hey, you, me for her. Straight up trade. You take it. What's it going to cost me? Your only begotten son. He said, deal. Straight up. I'll send him. How do I get him back? Adam screwed the whole world up. How do I get him back? He said, only way to tra- fair trade, you send me your son. If you want your son and your daughter's back, you give me your son. He said, deal, it's fair. And say him, and he bought you and me on a cross and paid the ransom. Guess what? I don't belong to me no more. This ain't my life. I don't, de- I don't deserve a life, but he gave me a life. I don't have a life. This church, that church is nuts. Just come as you are, float like a butterfly, be like a weirdo. Come on, stop. Stop this nonsense. I was bought with a price. The Bible says I'm a bond slave. You know what that means? Somebody owns me. Yeah, you know who it is? My God. Jesus, good God in heaven. But guess what? He don't treat me like my God. He didn't treat me like no bond slave. He treats you like a son. And then he made me a king. Made you a king. See, but everybody say, give me the power. See, I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind the submission because I understand the sonship. 
That's the key, man. Don't let them sell you on nothing. I don't mind because I understand the submission produces the next level of sonship and sonship produces the next level of obedience and that produces my next level of victory because, man, I'm on the spot. You see it? Who paid the price? Who? The Bible said he ransomed me. You watch TV? They say, hey, how much for the kid? Million dollars. Pay the ransom. How much for you? My son. Deal. I'll pay the ransom. I'm indebted to him, but he never held the debt. I owe him, but he has no record of it. I deserve, you see what I'm saying? It's by free will that I submit unto him because I understand how good he is. Get under. Under that word. Get under that word. Don't deviate from that word. Get under that word. I want to have my own life. You don't deserve your own life. Nobody died for you but him. You military people should understand this. That's why I wish to God we should all we should we should all had to go. I'm serious. Well, I'm serious. We should also have to go. So I don't like that. I don't think that's a good idea. Leave the country. Crazy nonsense. Been around the world. Whatever. Don't get mad at me. We don't have no. The military got a better understanding of authority than the church. It's a joke. Yes, sir. Yeah, you understand what that means? Yes, sir. You, how many of you guys were in the military? Raise your hand. Give me one. You in the military? You in the military? Do you ever? Where are you at? Army, Air Force. All right. Did you ever tell that guy when he told you to run, I'm going to think about it and get back to you? No, I didn't. You do what they tell you to do. Train. Did you belong to yourself? No, you were property of the United States government, bro. Hello. If he did something to himself, guess what? He was in hell responsible. We get, see what I'm saying? Am I saying join the Army? No. I'm telling you this. This is how the kingdom works. You don't belong to yourself. The minute you come in, you belong to him. You can't just go do what you want to go do. You can't just go act the way you want to go. They should give you a test before you get saved. No, they should. Do you realize what you're signing up for? Because the church don't teach this stuff, and you got people running around all whacked out. Well, I come as I come, be as I am, do what I want, and God will make up the difference. Because no, 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 no. You got responsibility when you enter the kingdom. You got responsibility to respond like a believer, talk like a believer, walk like a believer, act like a believer, make decisions like a believer. Hello? Hello? Wow. Oh, yeah, when I get to heaven. Oh, my God. You're heaven on earth, guys. It's about getting to a place of understanding now that I have to submit unto the word of God, and I got to submit unto God's authority, and God's authority is good for me. And, no, you know, people don't like authority. Go to that, you know, you walk in here, TSA, they tell you where to walk. I don't want to walk here. I want to walk where I want to walk. Why does this take so long? Blah, 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 blah. Go to Chick-fil-A. My God in heaven, that place is jacked up. Lying everywhere, traffic all over the joint. I'm ready to lose it. Submit. Write this down. Rebellion runs in packs. Rebellion is contagious. You better watch who you're hanging out with. Hello? Rebellion is contagious. You with me? Somebody say, yeah, here we go. Somebody it just hit you. It'll hit you. What do you mean rebellion is contagious? Rebellion is contagious. What does that mean? What do you mean rebellion is contagious? It's contagious. You know, in the book of Numbers 16, chapter 16, verse 10, Korah and his allies were not satisfied with the role God had given them in the service of the tabernacle, so they decided to press for the priesthood. 
This rebellion then was against Aaron as well as Moses. So they had a job God gave them, and they didn't like their job. They were serving the priests, and they didn't want to serve the priests. They wanted to be priests, so they kind of got a little ticked off at God for giving them the spot they gave you. And he said this, and he said, and all thy brethren and thy sons of Levi, right? And he said this, and he has brought them near to him, and all the brethren and the sons of Levi with thee. Look at verse 11. And look what it says here. Do you guys see this? This is really cool because he says this. And they what? For which cause both thou and all thy company are gathered together against the Lord. Thou and all thy company are gathered against the Lord. Rebellion travels in packs. You ever notice rebellious people all find one another? You ever notice this one? Offended people all find one another. They they like they were they hated one another. Now they mad at one boy. They get you ever, you ever, now look. Some of you know what I'm saying. Like you ever see like your family? Maybe you ain't got family like that. But you know you know one of them had a problem. And it was all cool because the one was like a nut job. And then everybody got the same problem. All nutty got together. You ever notice that? You ever notice that in church? Oh, yeah, church, you can locate them. I can, I, boy, I got a list, man. One goes off the rail, and then they weren't even friends. They didn't even like one another at church. I don't like her. I don't like her either. Boy, they get united in that offense. Now they're buddies. Hanging out, drinking coffee. Yeah, sipping poison together. Come on, somebody. Woo! Woo! You don't want to hear me today. I'm preaching real good. You get it? Look at your circle. See who you got. Now, I'm being serious. If your common denominator, if the common, the common denominator of your relationship is offense, you better get new friends. <laughs> we got to get a, we got to get that Hammond back, bro. Is that Hammond at no, Brother Nova? You want Brother Hammond? I'm going to get it. I'm going to call him and tell him I want it. Because he could play. You could play that thing so bad. He played that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People crazy, bro. They're mad. They don't even know what they're mad about. They're all confused. You ever see people mad? You ever watch this one? You ever see people rebelling, mad about something that ain't even true, but they all drank the Kool-Aid, and they're all mad about the same thing. They don't even know what they're mad about. They got no facts or nothing, but they're mad. Then they try to call you and tell you what they're mad and ain't even real. And then you mad about what they're mad about, and what they're mad about ain't even real. And you mad. My God, wait till I see him. And you mad. You don't even know why you mad. You got their Kool-Aid. You drank it. It got on you. You know what I'm saying? It was like, Brother Rio did it. Brother Rio did it. Brother Rio did it. You go, Brother Rio did. Brother Rio did. Brother Rio did. Brother Rio, well, you did it. I don't know what he did, but he did it. And he's like, I wasn't even there. Wow, what you mean? You weren't there? Oh, my God. It wasn't Brother Rio. It's all you nuts. Now you got me mad at Brother Rio, and Brother Rio wasn't even there. So why are you mad? Because you offended about something. And now you hang out with a pack, and y'all fester one another. Rub off on one another. Start smelling alike, looking alike. Stink alike. It's the truth. Preach, we preach a very good sermon today, Pastor Chris. It's very doctrinally, doctrinally correct and sound. And hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you the truth. It's rebellion. They got a united interference. They gathered together against the Lord. But they didn't say nothing really against the Lord. They said something about Aaron. Yeah, how you like that one? And what is Aaron that they murmured against? They say, hey, God. They say, this is what they did. They say, hey, Aaron, you a punk, and we mad at you. God said, the minute you called him out, you called me out. It's dangerous to talk about God's authority. It's dangerous to talk about that. David showed you the best. Look, I'm going to leave you with this, and we're going to go home. Okay? Check this out. I look. I get. I got a little mad. I got a little mad. I had to. I had to repent about the thing I got mad about. Nobody knew I was mad about it. Lauren does, and a couple of the people close to me. 
Somebody said something was wrong. It was totally wrong. I knew because they came at somebody, and I knew. But if you didn't know what was going on, you guys don't even know what I'm talking about. Somebody said something loud. I knew who they came against. I didn't like it, so I gave my two cents about their mouth, which they should have never did. I got corrected for it. (laughs) Welcome to my world. (laughs) What do you mean? You don't even know what I'm talking about. Why would God correct me? Because even though the God had said it shouldn't have said it, I shouldn't open my mouth about it. So I repent. I make a bad example to my kids. I make a bad example to some of the leadership that understands it. Was it something bad? No. I was totally clean. I had nothing to do with it because I put my mouth on it. I put, because I put my hand on it, I had to get disciplined for it. You don't think God worked like that? He worked a lot of ways the church don't teach you, and he should be teaching you. It's accountable for it. Was it wrong? Yes. What was said should have never been said publicly. It was said. I know where it was said about, so I put my two little cents in, should have shut my mouth, but I put my mouth in it, not to people that would know anything. I put my mouth on the man of God just a little bit, and God said, you need to fix your heart, fix your mouth, and now I'm publicly repenting. Okay, so that's not, I privately repented, now I publicly repented. So I went and touched it, and God said, get your hands off it, or I'm going to smack the tar out of you. But God, watch God, what was said was wrong. The tone and manner tone it was said in was wrong. Where it was directed was wrong. Who it was directed at was wrong. If you knew the story behind the story, you would know you're accountable for what you said. But guess what? God said, you, Pastor Chris, shut your mouth. That's my guy. He might not be great in every season. Don't worry about it. That's why I'm quick to shut up, quick to repent, quick. Why? He's still God's guy. David, I got something to read to you that if I could find, give me three minutes, okay? If I read this to you, this doesn't change your life. Boy, this will get you. Okay? David, you can't, we, we'll start with David next week. We're going to go 1 Samuel 15, not now. It's way too into this thing to go there. Okay? Check this out, right? The clearest demonstration of this thing is, is really God picking King Saul. Next week, we're going to start here. Okay? Now, this is the Bible. This is not what you see out there. You, let me tell you something here now. I'm going to tread out on the water that we need to stop. Okay? You see a lot of Christian leaders talking about a lot of stuff in a lot of arenas. They should not be teaching people this stuff. They are teaching people how to disrespect what God has put in authority. It's dangerous. You read in your own lines, you tell you, I am, I am responsible for what I teach you. I'm more scared of God than you any day of the week. I, if I teach you how to be rebellious or talk against authority, I am doing you an injustice. I don't care what we don't know. What we don't know, let's go pray. Jesus said pray. That's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to leave it alone. But I'm not going to be the guy that teaches you how to go run around and be people that God told you not to be based upon the word of God and de- de- devalue your destiny because of it. I will not do that. I will not be that example. The thing I'm talking about, nobody knows. But I'll never let you do that because that's, in, that's wrong for you. Saul gets anointed to be king. He don't even pay attention. God tells him, kill all the Malachites. He don't pay attention. He disrespects God's authority. He disrespects God's law. And in doing so, he lost his anointing. God then takes the anointing that is on Saul and puts it on David to be king. But David's got to serve Saul while he's going crazy. Saul is trying to kill the dude. He's coming at him every way he can. He's throwing spears at him in public. He's trying to kill him. David so much so wanted to show him that he was for him that one day he cut a piece of his robe where he could have took him out 
and showed him and said, if I wanted to get rid of you like you think I want to get rid of you, I could have got rid of you, but I didn't. And God rebuked him for even touching his robe. Come on. He said, don't touch him. Even though he's possessed out of his mind, literally, and you're, you're there. This is what I got, and I wrote this down, and I'm going to talk about it next week, but you got to get this. This is a very thing. Unfortunately, after becoming king, he disobeyed God's authority, even to the point of seeking to destroy it. The rejection was dangerous, and the penalty was great. Now watch this. This thing right here will change you if you hear me. Because I think this is so, 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 so important for you. Okay? Here's important. David, he spared the king of the Amalekites and the best of the sheep God told him not to. David was still a man under God's, uh, under, under Saul's authority. He was numbered among Saul's people. He was enlisted in the army. Henceforth, he was anointed. But he had, even though Saul tried to kill him, basically Israel had two kings. So put this in your mind. Okay, David was in the most difficult time as you could possibly be. David and his men, they just had to go through it. The devil really got involved in this whole thing, but here's the most important thing you got to ask yourself, and I'm going to give you this, right? And I, I want you to just kind of almost grasp this, because if you could pull this in, David had to understand how to serve him even though he was getting ready to be promoted beyond him. Premature. Ascension could turn out to be the most rebellious act of your life. It was his throne. But he had to wait. David's coming up and Saul, you're going out. I'm anointed for the spot. But I got to wait till you get out of the way. I could take you out. But I'm still under your authority. So I have to wait for the ascension. And still be stuck in the process. We'll talk more about it next week. Because time wise. But here's what I'm saying. How in the world does this make sense? Saul goes off the deep end. And David still submits himself under the authority. Of this rogue crazy leadership. And God is like. Stay in the plan. Because if you get out of the plan. It's going to cost you your destiny. Because he's done. Sometimes in life. You got to stay the course. Even though the course of where this thing's going is not going to be where you end up. But you still got to keep your position right and what God has placed you in. What am I trying to get you to see? Sometimes you got to qualify before you get in. But sometimes you get in the middle of it, you got to ride it out. Because it's off the rail, but God still expects you to respect and honor the authority given. That's where the grace of God kicks in. I'm going to give you the ability. You don't think... That David learned the most valuable lessons from the pressure and persecution of Saul? Let me tell you something, baby. When he went through that nightmare, when he became king, when the people wanted to turn against him, he knew God was going to be for him. When he got to Ziglag, he knew the God that was with him there was the same God that was with him when Saul was crazy and trying to take him out. He knew that the qualification was found in the process, not just the position. God is teaching you in everything you're doing in every season of life. It's just all about if you're learning or not. Come on, stand up on your feet. Does that make sense? Sometimes, look, I'm going to tell you right now, I got, a, I got stuck in a season like that. The thing was off the rail. I didn't know why I was there. Everybody's like, whatever. I said, just sit tight. God will work it out. Sometimes you spend a season and stuff that's just a little weird. 
but you still got to posture right. You want to know something? Can I tell you something? Can I give you the, the two-minute thing here and let you go? Seriously. I got stuck in the, I didn't do nothing. And it was getting really off the rail. And I just wrote it out. Okay? In the middle of it, I was like, I don't know how in the world I got in this mess, but I'm here. But I knew it was the Lord. You know what I mean? I was in a church, doing a church thing. Went from here to there. Right? And all of a sudden, it was like getting like, you know, it was like leadership was shifting, all this stuff. And I said, and I just sat tight. You know what happened when I come out the other side? People were like, I watched you. I got this, if I didn't get this 15 times, I got a 20. I watched how you handled that, and now I'm going to follow you where you go. Did you catch that? They're like, I watched your character and con. Man, we don't see your character and conduct till you got pressure. Who can't say praise the Lord when they're blessing you? Who can't say glory to God when they're blessing you? You know what I mean? But when they rise up against you in accusation and you got to go praise the Lord. I'm not changing my character. You grow more in opposition than you ever did in clarity of just a calm season. See it? You seeing it? They say, Pastor, you going to go? Where you go, we go. Where you say, we say. We watched your character. We watched your conduct. We watched your behavior. We watched the way, basically, we watched your character, your conduct, your posture, and we watched you not respond when you had all the right in the world to respond, but you decided not to respond, and you were honorable. And I walked out the thing with more people than I could have got, more dreams than we could have got, and we got buildings because of it. See it? Nobody knows your draw. Nobody knows your road, but you be faithful on it. And so, and don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about abuse. You know what I'm saying? But I'm talking about what? The blessing. You see it? Some seasons ain't easy. But how are we going to know you learning anything? You don't learn nothing in easy seasons. Easy seasons, you go like this. Hard season when you're crying in the carpet. You got to pull on God. Money in your pocket is easy. No money in your pocket now, I got to believe. See what I'm saying? This thing works. You know what I'm talking about. These are the seasons of cultivation. These are the things of timing. These are the seasons when it gets easier. And this is the key. Don't ever, ever press against the process. The process is what's getting you to the finish line. Amen. It's true, man. It's, a, it's true. It's true. Pressure ain't a problem. Pressure is a promotion. Amen. Lift your hands to heaven. Say this out loud. Say, Jesus, thank you for the process. Thank you for the process. Thank you for helping me walk in great submission to your word and your power. Help me get to the next level of spiritual authority and submission unto the God, word of God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Put your hands together. Wednesday night. Now listen. Wednesday night, I'm here. I'm going to break down these principles. Now this is what I want for you. Now listen to me. You got to get this and we're done. I want you to get under this thing. You're gonna, I'm telling you, man, I told them in the morning, I told you guys, your ministry is getting ready to take off. I'm telling you right now. I, I said it earlier. The people that are like coming, you got ministry in you, man. This thing's maturing quick. We are like in a growth spurt right now. Like I'm telling you, man, I need you guys all on deck for this message. When you come out the other side, like I need you to go get that social media thing. Get involved with these guys. You guys got gifts done. You play instruments. What in the world are you doing in that seat? You play an instrument, man. You got to be kidding me, bro. You got musical talent. We need you. They got great talent. We need you. You could sing. You know, whatever. Go see the dog. Don't get me with the singing. Everybody they can sing. I'm not talking about shower singing. You know what I mean? But I'm talking about you guys. Know. 
Some of you got like the teaching you. Some of you got the preaching you. I'm raising up a generation of listeners, man. It's your time, man. The kids' ministry, man. That ain't babysitting kids. That's teaching those kids the word of God. I'm down with all that. We need your gift and your calling. It's for such a time as this. You don't know how much longer we're going to be in the earth. I'm going to tell you right now, that gift he gave you, now I'm going to meddle here and you're going to get mad, but you ain't going to get mad. You're going to love, you love me enough to get mad at me. What do you think he gave you that gift for? Sit on it and bury it. Oh, God, I hid it. Go to heaven and say, what you do with that gift I gave you? That ministry I gave you? What you do with that? I'm too busy running around there. I buried it. Man, burying it. You burying a generation with you. We need you, man. Some of you got a ministry to kids I'll never have. Some of you got a ministry to government. That joker I told him when he's running. I said, you'll have a ministry to government. I'll never have a day in my life. But you got it. And I said, you give me Air Force One and let me borrow it because I'll go places you, you don't ask about. You see what I'm saying? You got something in you I don't have. That's why you're here. Which means we run around with our life. I'm doing my life. Doing my life. Well, you better let God invade your life. You know what I mean by that? Let him invade your life means like this. Give him first place. Hey, God, you know what? What, what, do, we, what do you got? Once a month, something. You know, maybe teach these kids some stuff. I don't, I'm not picking on nobody. I love you. People need people. Need people. That's what I'm saying. We're maturing. Spiritual authority. Because here's the thing. If you ain't even obeying the call of God on your life, you know what I mean by that? Submit to it. Oh, it's going to take time. Everything's going to take time. Everything's going to take commitment. Get in there and do it. This ain't to pick on you. Thing. This is get you. Because once I know who I'm going with, next season is going to be the best season of your life. I'm telling you now, I'm prophesying this, the next season of your life is going to be the best season of your life. Why? Because gifts are flying and we're cultivating these things. And if you're not in, I can't cultivate them that don't show up. You know what I mean by that? And I'm not saying it's got to only be church. Some guys got the work and stuff. I can cultivate you from afar. I got people all over the country, man. But here's the thing. I can't cultivate what's not committed. I can't cultivate that. Non-committed people don't get cultivated. I can't do it. I, I can't make people that ain't listening listen. You see what I'm saying? So you church guys, you better get ready because things are going up. It's going up, up, up. And I need you and I love you. You know that? I'm not, this is not a rebuke. Does that make sense? I'm not rebuking you. I'm loving you because somebody in the generation in this earth needs you. That God put on your assignment. There is a people group. Remember this. Don't forget this. There is always a people group on the other side of your obedience that God has positioned you to touch in the earth. I don't know if it's one or 100, one or 1 million, but they're waiting for you to say yes to him. Not me. I'm later. After you say yes to him, that's when you go to a new place with me. It's him and you, not me. You and him first. And after that, then I grab your ear and I go. Amen? Good? Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. I love you guys. Put your hands together. You did great. God bless you. You guys are out. Praise the Lord. See you Wednesday. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.